Hello, everybody. On tonight's episode of Backseat Quarterbacks, I'm joined by Stephen and Greg as we go over all the week 14. Are we in week? Yeah, week 14. Can you believe we're already in week 14? All the week 14 lines, odds, and predictions on what's going to happen in these games. We have a few marquee matchups. Of course, uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys are facing off again, and you have the Bills Chiefs, but nothing is better than Thursday night. Patriots Steelers. Can you believe what we're about to get there, huh? Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky. Cannot wait. Uh, the big thing this week was obviously the college football playoff and how Florida State went 13-0 and got left out. That's a damn shame. However, I get why. Uh, Michigan's not happy to have to play Alabama. Shout out UW making it. They're playing Texas. These are two good matchups. It sucks that Florida State went undefeated in a Power 5 and didn't make it. But uh, losing Jordan Travis is obviously the main reason and the catalyst. And next year, it won't be an issue because it's 12 teams. I think 12 teams is too much. I think four teams is too little. I think they should have settled on six or eight. But uh, next year, it's not going to matter. And uh, it's really unfortunate for Florida State fans, players, coaches. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think they got the best four teams. And I not only even say put Georgia in there over Texas, but I get why they did not do that. That's my little tidbit on the college football playoff. This isn't a college football podcast, however, that's a big sports issue going on in uh, this in society right now, so I thought I'd just touch base on that. This is a good podcast. We talk about all the games, uh, some good hot takes, some very, very good hot takes. So uh, you will enjoy this one. I will stop blabbering. I'm very tired. This is actually being recorded at midnight on uh, Wednesday night, and I usually try to get this all done by about 11 on Wednesday night. So I'm recording this, and then I have to edit it, and I'm going to put it up. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, the fans are great. Uh, Spotify Wrapped came out, and our podcast has more listeners than I thought it would. And so if you're looking to sponsor, come on, let's sponsor it. We're doing very well. It's fun. I'm happy Greg's joined us. I'm always happy for Steven. And uh, Benny, if you ever want to come back on, if you're listening, you're welcome back uh, week to week. I know, I know that's, you know, you're not going to take advantage of that. But if you'd like to plead your case for our fantasy football playoffs, I'd love to hear it. So without further ado, thank you everybody for listening. As always, week 14 NFL predictions, odds, all that nonsense. Here is Greg. Let's do it. Do I not sound good? You sound amazing, Greg. Hello, this is Sterling with Stephen and Greg, and another edition of Backseat Quarterbacks is underway. Uh, something is going on with Greg's mic. I don't know if he sounds good or not. Uh, we've already we're restarting this for the second time. So if you hear Greg all all muffled and stuff, I'll just mute him. I'll I'll, I'll mute him, and he will uh, he will fix the problem when he comes off mute. Maybe we'll see if he sounds good or not. Before you say anything, Greg, how are you, Stephen? <laughs> I'm good, man. <laughs> For the second time, I'm fantastic. And it's actually really good because today, dude, I fucking aced it on the core one, dude. Uh, and, and, and certainly we know what that means. But uh, how are you doing, Greg? Wow. Sounds like you had the exact same evening I had, Stephen. Thank you for uh, stealing my thunder there. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing real good. And uh, I was also on court one tonight, and I stayed on court one tonight. First time in a very long time. First time ever, actually. So wow. congrats to you, Stephen. Congrats to myself. Good How are you job. doing, Sterling? Well, I did not stay on court one because I have quit the sport of tennis because of the gym <laughs> that currently takes $110 from me or $120 from me, plus additional fees and other things, are raising rates to a to an astronomical number that I don't see fit for a man of my stature. And I have the money. Believe me, I have the money. Once I'll show you I have the money. <laughs> Oh my God, Sterling! Please don't. Nobody can see this. It's a podcast. 
That's a oh, lot of one dollar bills. Wow, wow, so many ones. A couple years of dues, but, but I the thing is, it's principal. So I am still playing tennis. I might need a new home. But how was my night? Pretty good. Watched the season two finale, The Sopranos. Rewatching it. Uh, what an episode. Fun house. R.I.P. Big Pussy. For anybody that has not seen it, sorry for that spoiler. He gets whacked. And then I'm also watching Fargo again. But this is the current season. So I had a good night. Um, played some tennis earlier. Got some drinks. Did some work. I'm a working man. I'm a working adult and American. Um, sadly, my aristocratic nature, I've, I've decided to branch out. A side hustle, if you will. Uh, but yes, my day has gone has gone pretty splendid. And anyways, I'd like to say, sadly, to begin, our time of betting against Tim Boyle has ran out. You had two opportunities. Uh, I struck big with the Falcons last week. I promptly gave back a lot of that money uh, due to Trevor Lawrence losing to Jake Browning. And I have a hot take that will blow your mind when we when we start talking about the bank when we get to the Bengals game. Let's just say I like uh, a different quarterback that went to a purple school more than Joe Burrow. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, but last week's records, I hit it out of the park, ten and three. Steven, seven and six. Greg, six and seven. So our overall records heading into week fourteen. Steve is in the lead by three games. I clawed back a bit. He's 102, 88, and three. I am 99, 91, and three. And Greg is 57, 55, and three. So all above 500, all above that 52% that you need to get to make profit, 52.5 or whatever it is. And guess what? We're going to have great weeks, all of us, this week in week 14. It's a full slate. So without further ado, let's talk about it. New York Patriots at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are six-point favorites at home. Thursday night football. Patriots, no Ramondre Stevenson. No Pop Douglas. I don't think there's any... Oh, maybe Najee Harris doesn't play for the Steelers, so kind of an injury riddle Thursday night. No Kenny Pickett also. But does that actually matter for the Steelers? My answer is not really. I, I just want to outline... I I should have opened it with this. The Patriots failed to cover a five-and-a-half-point spread where the opposing team scored six points. Um, This is the first time in... I, I, this is a stat. It's the first time since 1938, so before the invention of the forward pass, that a team has held their opponents to 10 points or less per game or each game for three games and not won one of them. What a masterful, what a masterful job by Bill Belichick. Okay, just good on you. Bailey Zappi starting again. I don't know what Mitch Trubisky is going to do against this defense. I get scared because it's Mitch Trubisky, but I do think that they score at least 10 points, which means. The Patriots will not win. I think the P- the Steelers cover this. I'm a little worried, though. Patriots need to lose out. So that's all I'm going to say about the Patriots this week. Wish Stevenson was playing for fantasy playoffs. I weaseled my way in. Everybody knows that when I weasel my way into the playoffs, things could happen. So I'm actually taking on Steve in the first round of the fantasy playoffs. So we'll see what will happen. Yeah. I got you in. I'm going to take you out. Are you, are you, who are you taking in the Steelers Patriots game is my question. And do you have any analysis you'd like to share? Nope. I'm going to take the Steelers though. Um, you know, Mr. Risky actually might be better than Kenny Pickett. So I don't that's, really true. Care. that's true. <laughs> this is the same quarterback. This doesn't change the, the outcome at all. Um, this is going to be in Pittsburgh too on Thursday. Uh, I really don't know. I haven't seen anything from God. The Patriots have put up. 13 points in the last three games. So total, Yeah, total, right? Total, yeah. Cumulative <laughs> the last three games. That's amazing. Um, I love it so much. 
So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh and uh, Caleb Williams. You are a New England Patriot. Oh, I hope so. Jesus, I hope so. Greg? I can't believe you said New York Patriots, but... Um, I'm not even going to check I'm them on that. You did say What's that? that. I wasn't going to call yeah, you, you out. You, you did, did say that. You'll hear it later. I said that? Um, yeah, yeah, you said New York Patriots. Whoopsies. I'm not going to check myself yeah. on that. They don't. They don't. They don't deserve to be from the New England region right now. They're New Yorkers to me. <laughs> well, New York is part of the New England region, but uh, <laughs> to you, not to me. Yeah, I'm taking the Pats plus six. This totals thirty. Like uh, it's such a disgusting take, and I will probably live to regret this. But I don't think the uh, Mitch Trubisky led uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be anything special, and Bill Belichick's just dumb enough to keep this close i don't think they win but i think they can lose by less than six so pats i've never seen myself happy when patriots uh get injured that's i'm not like i'm not cheering for it but when i see stevenson's out i'm like oh thank god just let him let him rest for the rest of the year they should start using zappy and mac jones at once like they should have them like like a pyramid with the center and the center just picks you to snap it to the QB. The QBs get fed different plays and only half the receivers know what the play is for each of them. They're in different huddles. I want That's clever. That. I like it. I, I don't want them to win another game. And I, I I'm scared that they are. Um, I'm looking at scoring right now and no, two tight end sets, two quarterback sets. Let's go. Do you know that the, the, the jets have only scored 13 touchdowns this year. The Patriots have 16. So uh, they're second to last. Then the Giants are 17. And the Steelers only have 18 touchdowns. Kenny Pickett is out in this game. Like I said, that's a good thing. I really think he's worse than Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Trubisky at least has like, a doesn't he have a playoff win under his belt? I know he's started in the playoffs once or twice. So I don't know. Wasn't, didn't, yeah, didn't they win the slime bowl or whatever? <laughs> Was that, wasn't that him? I don't know. I thought it was. Um, Okay. Moving on. Sunday. By the way, no buy, no buys this week. That is good. Uh, Jaguars at Browns. I actually already bet the Jaguars to win this game before Monday night. I felt a little zesty. I was pairing everything with the Texans who are playing. The, I'm trying to do my what I did with the Falcons last week. So I put the Jaguars ahead ahead of the curb. Uh, lost six points on that one because now they went from three and a half point favorites to three and a half point underdogs. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> might not play. But they're playing Joe Flacco. It's CJ Beth CJ Bethard versus Joe Flacco. Wow. What a what a matchup. Um I'm gonna I just don't see how Joe Flacco can come in and beat a team by four points. That's that's kind of how I'm looking at it on this one. So I'm going Jacksonville. Kind of an important game, too, for Jacksonville. They want to win that division. They had a chance at the one seed and they squandered it. Uh by the way. If you'd like to announce the survivor stuff, um, I'll, I'll say I'll say it. I picked Atlanta, but I also threw in Jacksonville, and they the boys have been so kind as to bless me a second chance. First of all, because I wasn't going to pay. Uh, third chance. That's a third chance, and then also I'm losing both Atlanta and Jacksonville. Obviously, I lose Atlanta, and they say I can't pick Jacksonville. I'm also losing a third team. Uh, they decided I cannot use the 49ers, which would have been my pick this week, actually. So um, I have to find a new game. So I've lost three teams uh, where everybody else just lost. So I lost two extra teams. That's not a big deal to me, though. I, I actually I actually uh, do best when my back's against the wall. So best of luck, fellas. In this game, 
I'm taking Jacksonville to cover. Steven. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Browns. Give me the points. Uh, I think this is going to be kind of like the Bengals' first game without Joe Burrow where they're absolutely lost without their main quarterback. So give me the Browns here. Um, it's funny, though, if you look at most of the playoff teams in the AFC, I think five out of seven are using their backups right now. <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. It's four or five. Yeah, I heard that stat. It's insane. What a good season we have. Good job, Goodell. I'm still watching every day, so, I mean, I can't. Who am I? I actually had yeah, a parlay. Before you go, Steve, I actually had a parlay on Monday night that I put about $300 on. Uh, it was the Celtics and the Jaguars. And I was like, no way, Jacksonville. So the Celtics lost early, and I was fuming. And I was I was calling for Joe Mazzula's job. I know this isn't about – that's the in-season tournament, so Celtics are out. Wasn't happy about that. And I – Still had a chance to win a lot of money because I had a lot on the ja- on Jacksonville and other bets, just money line. And I bet them live. I had my buddy bet them live for me when they were plus 120, put another 120 on or another 100 on. Basically, when Jackson, when Trevor Lawrence got hurt, I was a joy to be around Monday night. That's all I'm going to say. I had a, a, a great Monday night. I wasn't disgruntled at all. I'm not going to lie to you. And you guys are going to both find this fucking insane. I haven't even looked at... Yesterday or today, I've not even opened a gambling app. I got these lines today via a site that I use. And, of course, I know football lines. I will always know these lines. But I haven't even looked at hockey. I haven't even looked at basketball. I've all but I've all but retired. So, surprise, surprise. But I've been convinced to do a $1,000 bet. So, okay. Anyways, who are you on in this game, Greg? Um, well, getting back to the Jacksonville tragedy that occurred on Monday night that uh, I I didn't have um, traditional money on this game, but I did have a long, long living survivor. My last survivor uh, ticket was on Jacksonville because they were the most obvious choice this week if you still had them. Because you never know, like really the last time that you would want to use them is the last week and they probably were going to be in like, like I don't care mode because they're going to have it wrapped up. So I watched this game with my wife, my long suffering wife, and uh, I hit the absolute depths of despair because despite this ticket costing $30, it felt yes. like I had lost, I had lost $150,000 because that's what the the end pot was. And I'm like five weeks away at this point. I'm like, I, I'm like already spending this money, you know? Oh, I and, always spend uh, my money as soon as I make yeah, how crazy about absolutely. it is. Three to one parlay. I'm can't keep it in the pot. Yeah. Can't keep it in the pocket. So anyways, like I actually, there was a point in my time on the couch in my dejection that I I pulled up. Do you guys remember the footprints poster from back in the day? The Christian footprints poster. Yeah, he gets us. <laughs> One night, a man <laughs> had a dream. He dreamed he was walking along the beach with the Lord. Across the sky, flashed scenes from his life. For each scene, he noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One belonged to him, and the other to the Lord. When the last scene of his life flashed before him, he looked back at the footprints in the sand. He noticed that many times along the path of his life, there was only one set of footprints. He also noticed that it happened at the very lowest and saddest times of his life. This really bothered him, and he questioned the Lord about it. Lord, you said that once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I have noticed that during the most troublesome times in my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why, when I needed you the most, you would leave me. The Lord replied, my precious, How long is this precious child. Hold on. Hold on, Heathen. 
my precious, precious, precious child, I love you, and I would never leave you. Even when Jacksonville Jaguars lost our beloved son, and you, you were losing in overtime, during your times of trial and suffering, when you see only a kicker missing a kick, when you see only the Jacksonville Jaguars losing to the Cincinnati Bengals, who they have no right to lose to, it was then, my son, that I carried you. And so I did like three different renditions of this on the couch for my life, my wife, and she's still with me. So I respect that. I love you, Hannah. Thank you for putting up with me in the depths of despair. I'm now back on the mountaintop after my victory on court one that Stephen also apparently shared with me in a different tennis club. Anyways, uh, back to the point. Browns minus three. Easy. I'm sorry that you bet on Jacksonville. They're, they're completely toast. This line is honestly too low. The Browns are going to smash. And they deserve to smash Jacksonville. Screw Jacksonville. I have good news Browns and bad news after that long uh, poem you read us. Good news is Stephen and I both are still alive. We did not kill ourselves while <laughs> listening to that. Bad news is this happened on Monday. I don't think Hannah would leave that quickly. Give it a week or two. That's a fair point. That's <laughs> a fair for point. Those, those same renditions. Uh, That's a fair no. point. Well, I've got another version I'm going to share with you guys later. So just get ready. Which I'm ready for that. Let's... No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I already blew uh, enough air time. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Well, good job. Um, Thanks. You're both Cleveland. I'm on Jacksonville. I'm. I can't believe Trevor Lawrence got hurt like that. Um, he's gonna be part of the script. Looks like he's fine. Looks like he's fine. So. Oh, he's fine now. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, good for you, buddy. He's not gonna play though. He's gonna play. Watch. Um, Lions at Bears. Lions are three and a half point favorites in Shy Town. This game just happened three weeks ago. It looked like all hope was lost. The Bears were up by, was it three scores or something with uh, six minutes to go? Uh, somehow Detroit came back. The following week, I had the utmost faith in them during Thanksgiving and they ruined my Thanksgiving. I dipped back into the well last week where they took a 21 point lead, blew it, face, <laughs> and uh, was very close at the end. They ended up covering. Thank you, Detroit. And so, you know what? I'm going to go with a good Jared Goff game. I think he had, I think he knew what happened was he had a really good first quarter, 21-0. He's all time to stink. He went and dipped himself in some trash in New Orleans and went and got some gumbo. He was, you know, he had post gumbo farts. Uh, he, he'd wanted to stink because he knows, you know, let me get this out of me because they're at a divisional game next week. They're going to kill the bears. In fact, I don't even know why the bears are even using Justin Fields at this point. These teams, what the Patriots are doing, make me so happy because they're clearly trying to lose. These teams using Kyler Murray, Justin Fields, or anybody that's even remotely above average when they're that bad, it's awful. Now, at least they can rest in, in knowing that Carolina is going to be the first pick, probably, because of Bryce Young. But, but I don't know why they're using Justin Fields. They've slipped out of that third pick. I think they're now slotted at the fifth or sixth. That means they don't get Marvin Harrison Jr. or they don't get a QB. Don't know what they're doing. So, I think, I think the Lions are going to kill them. I I do not think the Bears want to win any more games. Winning that field goal fest with Minnesota was insane. That was a terrible loss for Minnesota. So I'm going to go Lions. I think they win this by a touchdown. I really don't know if I could trust them anymore. I did. I have. I have this already bet. I went to the casino on Saturday, so I bet before. Um, I went on Monday actually, so I bet before. This Jacksonville mishap has retired me, so I do have some outstanding bets that do need to be collected. But um, since then, you know, 
Haven't haven't even gone. Haven't even thought about the casino. I think I might be going tomorrow. Uh, but I have the Lions winning by four. Who do you have, Steve? Ooh, Steve's gaming. What you playing? Tennis? Yep, just practicing until when I see Greg on the court again. <laughs> what was the game again? <laughs> I was not paying uh, attention. Wow, new Benny, huh? Lions and Bears. Bears are four point or three and a half point underdogs. Don't need to hear the line. I'm taking the Lions. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson's still on the team, right? So your dreamy give guy. me the Lions. Okay, Greg. Good analysis. Keep gaming. <laughs> I'm going. Uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to play tennis against you again, Steven. <laughs> Won't be fun for you. Be down. I texted Pat if you yeah. want to get his ass kicked tomorrow, and he hasn't responded. Yeah, he was talking all kinds of smack at the bar, but um, I just told him, hey, if you want to play singles at like not 6 a.m., not 7.30 a.m., hit me up at like 2 p.m., I'm going to wail on you. You can't – he only wants to play at like these ridiculous hours on the weekend. And anyways, this is a huge aside, but um, yeah, Patty, I can beat you in singles. I've done it many times, even <laughs> at 6 even at six a.m., buddy. I don't know. Um, so – no, he doesn't listen, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, I uh, I got the Bears. Uh, I love the three and a half. I thought I was only getting three, but I'll take three and a half. They're going to win outright. Don't need the points. Wait, you picking the Bears? Um, You're off the line. I'm taking the Bears. Dude, the lines are awful. Their defense is awful. Aiden Hutchinson overrated. He's sexy. He's sexy, but he's overrated. And uh, I. <laughs> I don't know why I'm seeing so many versions of myself on the Zoom now. This is kind of getting in my head. But, um, yeah, I, I think the Bears uh, are kind of in desperation mode. They're playing for their jobs right now. This is ridiculous, guys. I, I can't even look at the Zoom right now. Um, thank you for doing whatever you're doing right now. Australian this digital voodoo is really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> for our listener, I keep seeing screenshots of my... You gotta stop, Jesus Christ! All right. Anyways, Bears. Bears plus three. <laughs> okay. Oh so, my God. So, so Greg's taking. Uh, yeah. Can you stop this? Like, why do I see forty different versions of my face? This is too much of me. Like, I can't handle this. I, like, I, I don't even see Stephen anymore. Okay, Sterling, please have mercy. Okay. So you're on the Bears. Jeez. We're on yeah. the Lions. Okay. Sorry about that. I just couldn't believe you're taking the Lions. Or the Bears. Uh okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you bet the Lions again. Like I thought you would have learned for the last four weeks. You know, I never learned. Yeah, fair. Bucks, Falcons. The Falcons delivered me probably my best week of gambling. Uh my best Sunday of gambling in a very, very long time. And I'm not gonna lie to you. When they gave up that safety, which was one of the worst safeties I've ever seen a team give up, I actually thought the game was going to end two to zero. Desmond Ritter really started worried. out, yeah. Desmond Ritter started out something like one for eight, and I'm like, oh my god! And they somehow managed to score 13 points, which was easily enough to um, beat Tim Boyle and then Trevor Simeon. When they brought Tre- Trevor Simeon, and also I was shaking in my boots, but they delivered me my best Sunday and. Honestly, about I'm pro- yeah, this entire year, I can't think of one where I've won as much money. So, with that being said, I have made a blood oath to myself, sliced the old hand open with a butcher's knife, and said, "You know what, God, I'm never touching Desmond Ritter or the Falcons again, as long as Arthur Smith's the head coach there." So, I'm not betting the Falcons minus two and a half. 
I'm not betting this game, but I am picking the Bucks. I think there's a good discourse happening in NFL media about Mike Evans and where he ranks currently and all time as a receiver. Um, a lot of people, I mean, I never see him in people's top five lists. Uh, always like French top 10 guy. He's one of the most consistent um, wide receivers in NFL history. I think he's got, what is it like eight or nine straight thousand yard seasons. He doesn't ever really get hurt. And when he does, it's, it's usually minor. I think, I don't think he's ever torn an ACL or anything. And uh, he should be a hall of famer. He won a ring. He was the best receiver on a Brady led um, Super Bowl team. And I'm happy that he's finally getting his flowers because he's been terrific this year, like absolutely terrific. So I'm going to go for a big Mike Evans game. This Bucks team is not out of the playoffs by any by any means. Like this whole the, the entire NFC South yet again should be barred from the playoffs, just like last year when the Bucks made it at seven and what was it seven and nine, uh, right? I don't know what they went. They were terrible. Eight and nine, seven and nine, seven and 10, eight and nine. It's going to happen the same thing with this year. And so I'm going to take the Bucks to win this. I just don't think the Falcons are that good. 13 points against. Oh, they sucked, but I, I, I'm happy they won. I was so nervous watching that game. That safety scared me, but okay. I'm taking Bucks plus two and a half. I think they win this game outright. Uh, Steve, you know what game we're talking about? New Benny. Yeah, I do. And guess what? I'm going to go with the Falcons this week. Ooh. Rise up, baby. Rise up. This is the week you should have picked them. Is this your survivor? Uh, no. Hmm. Any reason for that? Or are you, you good? No, I'm just hoping that the, the, the heaven and the Lord. Let me go through my long soliloquy real quick and just tell you about something. <laughs> Man but on the no. beach? Yeah, no, uh you know, you just, you, you're just flying too high to the sun there last week. You kind of won too much money, so... This is the Falcons week. Well, the Jacksonville Jaguars made sure I was I was done flying through the sun. Uh, <laughs> who do who do you have, Greg? Also the Celtics. Uh, I'm riding with Steven. Um, yeah, the Falcons are. Oh God, that was a really interesting watch. I was going back and forth on that on Red Zone, like praying for you, Sterling, like reciting footprints for you, like you know, just carry carry our our Lord and Christ. The son, the son of Lord. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Can we, can we edit that out? No, that's yeah. staying in. <laughs> I was praying for my brother in Christ, dear Sterling Recky. Like, please, can can Atlanta just win this game by whatever that was, like two points or three points or whatever it was? And thank God they came through. I know that I picked against you. I picked the Jets because I I I truly did think they were going to struggle. Um, and they did. And I'm glad that they covered, but yeah, I'm picking the Falcons this week. Minus one and a half seems like a really low line. Uh, the Buccaneers are not great. They're not. I think you're gonna, yeah, I think you're gonna see a lot of Bijan in this game, right up the middle, because they've got some serious injuries on the interior of that defensive line. And if they can kind of control the clock, I don't think that Baker, I don't think Baker can get it done. Um, I think they've got the stronger D in Atlanta. It'd probably be close, probably a three-point game, but that's all I need. Yeah, it seems like it's going to come down to the end. Um, either way, I'm taking the three or the two and a half. Okay, it's one and a half. It's two and a half. Hold I'm on. telling you, when I wrote these down, I use a site no. that's like the consensus of every single book, and uh-huh. I'll read you what each book has for this game. 
because no go ahead go ahead it's fine two and a half is fine they're gonna win it's by moved down to one two. and a half you're right my bad thank you i appreciate the i wrote these of, i wrote these earlier in the day i write yeah, lines change well i write these during the day that's the only one i'm wow okay well i just found my bet of the week with it with this one that's changed uh okay next game oh i guess i'll look at this throughout because i don't want to get lines wrong uh next game is the texans at the jets the jets are only three and a half point underdogs at home after basically begging Zach Wilson to come back to start for them. Uh, he, he did not, the stories are insane. They're like, will you please come back Zach? And he's like, nah, I don't really want to. And then they're like, come on, Zach, come on. We need you. And so now he's coming back and it makes, it makes my, it makes me very sad that we don't get a bet against Tim Boyle probably ever again. We had two opportunities this year. And if you didn't jump on it, it's something that I think you should regret for life. Like the one that got away uh, because Tim Boyle is the worst player in the history of football. I think I I've never, I don't know if there's ever anybody that's played that position. That is such a, I, I watched that entire Falcons jets game. He completed one nice pass. I think it was like a 30 yard pass. I think it was to Garrett Wilson. It was one good play. That's it. That was the only thing he did good the entire game. Every other throw that wasn't a check down was thrown completely out of the receiver's zone. Like it wasn't picked because nobody was near it. It was like he was meaning to throw throw away every pass. It was very impressive. And honestly, the fact that that guy's probably made about $4 million in the NFL in that zone makes me a very jealous person. And whatever he does next, I want to know. I think he might be the next uh, George Santos. I think he might be in Congress, this guy. So uh, he should he should try. So anyways, I'm sad that that's happening. But the fact that this line's gone from six and a half, if Tim Boyle was the starter or Trevor Simeon, to now three and a half because Zach Wilson's back. I do think Zach Wilson is three points better than Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon. I think he's like 15 points better. Like I, those guys are so bad, but... Obviously, not going to switch his line that much up. CJ Stroud, one of the best rookie QBs um, ever. Tank Dell going down was awful, but they have a lot of weapons there. They have a great offensive play caller. Uh, the defense actually looks very solid. Will Anderson's probably going to win defensive rookie of the year. I don't know why this is only three and a half. The Texans are actually a, a very decent football team, and the Jets are not. I'm also very happy that Aaron Rodgers has basically said, no, I'm not coming back. Thanks for making it a spectacle, Aaron. Three weeks ago, you could have said, yeah, I'm not coming back. But no, it's always about you. This guy is such a bozo. Aaron Rodgers should show up on wildcard weekend to a team playing and be like, I'm ready to play, coach. Just show up in pads. I also think Florida State should show up to the Rose Bowl and try to get on the field. Their entire team show up in, but for, the, for the college football playoff. But that's that's a different subject. I'm taking the Texans. I think they steamroll them. I, or steamroll them is like harder to say or harder to do because the Jets actually do have a good defense to try the Jets and Patriots. I do feel bad for their offenses just be, or for their defenses because of how putrid the offenses are. If they had league average offenses, they would be over 500 both teams probably or around that. And instead they're two of the worst teams in football. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers fixes the problems next year coming off an Achilles. I'm just saying, so I'm taking the Texans here. I will be picking against the Jets and the Patriots every game. And, Probably the Panthers every game rest of the season. These are just bad football teams. Give me the Texans by at least four, probably 10. Steve. Yeah, I'm going to take the Texans as well. This is like they're playing the Broncos again if they had a worse offense. Yeah. So 
I I think they cover the spread easily. Uh, I think they beat up on these Jets team. I I I Temple Hill's bad, but Zach Wilson's not much better. So I don't think you're getting a big help there. Uh, also, if Aaron Rodgers on the team, I don't think they'd be much better either. I think they'd be right about here. So you need <laughs> like the Texans. Uh, yeah, I'm glad uh, Aaron Rodgers will come up with some crazy new ex- thing to say on Pat McAfee's show so he can be relevant for half a new cycle. So give me the Texans. Can't believe me and Aaron Rodgers were born in the same town. Disgrace. Yeah, it's great. That is a disgrace. That's disgusting. Yeah, I. Uh, it's so interesting, all the chatter that's coming out of New York this week, like, all these leaks and stuff like, Oh, Zach doesn't want to play. Uh, he, he's trying to, you know, get out of this thing. And it's like, yeah, he probably doesn't want to play. Like, I don't know that I'd want to play behind that offensive line either because he's just getting in there to get smashed and he's trying to find a job next year. He, I know he knows he's not in New York. And, uh, I think it's hilarious that this line has dropped. Um, after it was announced that he's playing, he's playing with absolutely no motivation. Um, his his entire like locker room i don't know about the locker room but definitely like the head office has completely betrayed him by leaking this stuff on him and like spreading these rumors that probably aren't even true if you're on the roster if the coach says you're going you're going like he knows that he's a professional and um it's really sad what the jets have done to him i I mean i don't think he was a top tier talent to begin with but i think if you put him in the right situation he could have been a lot better um i don't know that he's going to get that shot now he's probably just trying to make it as a backup and that's that's too bad um so what's hilarious oh this isn't hilarious it's actually sad but i i did a six point teaser with the texans when this was uh <laughs> minus six and a half so i was like oh wow i'll get them down to half a point and now obviously i'd have them uh through the zero which you're not even supposed to do but i don't think it's gonna matter a whole lot i think the texans are gonna come in here they've got more offensive firepower Take Dell's out. I don't think it's going to matter. Nico Collins is going to pick it up. Um, hopefully they get uh, that tight end back. I'm blanking on the name. Dalton Schultz. Yep. Yeah, Dalton Schultz. Hopefully he's healthy. But even if he's not, the backup they have there is pretty good. So I think it'll be a pretty easy game, hopefully. I think they'll win this by a touchdown. So, yeah, Texans minus three and a half is a no-brainer. You want to know? I'll give you a bet right here. Texans money line, Dolphins money line, 49ers money line, even odds. Ooh, I like that. Just just saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. We're all on the Texans. This line really, yeah, this line actually makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. Uh, I feel bad for Zach Wilson also. I do think he's been mismanaged. I don't think he's that good of a quarterback, but I, there's a reason he was drafted second overall. He had a lot of raw, raw tools, and it's just been a shit show from day one. And Obviously, he like, throws he throws some great passes. Like when he yeah. scrambles, he has he has a hell of an arm. Yeah, he's um, just bad at processing defenses, and the offensive line has been awful since day one. Exactly. So it's yeah. There's there's a lot of the worst thing a QB can get put into is a bad situation, and he's been in one of the worst. So feel bad for him, but we'll see where he lands next year. I honestly wouldn't like. There's a whole bunch of these guys where it's like Mac Jones also like all basically every bad rookie QB off of the rookie contract QB in their last year. Look at teams like the 49ers or the Dolphins just as a backup to Purdy or two. And like, cause if they get in there, they're going to be solid. I, I, I would not be, I would not be shocked. Um, 
Panthers at Saints. Saints are five-point favorites. I said I'm going to pick against the Patriots and the Jets the rest of the season and probably the Panthers. Probably the Panthers with a um, asterisk by it because when they're playing other NFC South teams, I'm actually going to pick them to cover the points. I don't think the Saints are five points better than anybody. Derek Carr is... I don't know why he's still their quarterback. I really He's don't not think. playing. He's it's not James. playing. It's going to be Jameis. Ah, damn. Thank you for that information. That changes my entire... Well, Jameis throws picks. Like, you know, Jameis is going to go... Jameis is good for two touchdowns, one pick, no matter what. At the bare minimum. Two touchdowns, one pick. I, if you look I at think... his game log, I'm almost sure that he, that's that's pretty much what he's done his entire career. Um, I will never forget the 30-30 year Jameis gave us a few years back. That was... That was better than the Tampa when they won the Super Bowl year. That was more exciting, uh, even as a Tom Brady fan. So, uh, well, now I know it's Jameis. This is, you know what? I'm not changing my pick. I picked. I wrote the Panthers down. I'm picking the Panthers. Um, there is a chance. You look at the Panthers' remaining schedule. I'm just doing this because – I just look at it because, number one, I want the first pick as a Patriots fan. Number two, um, this team doesn't have their pick. And so they can't really afford to tank. Or they can't afford to think, but it's going to the Bears. So why not try to win two or three games? They aren't the worst roster, and and they are a terrible roster. I don't think they're the worst roster. Um, Steve Wilkes last year, would they get five hundred with him? Six and six, I think, when he was the interim head coach or something around there. They have talent. Bryce Young's just been a disaster. They don't have receivers for him, but I do think that they they've kept games close. Right? They almost they should have beat the Bucks last year or last last week. Sorry. Um, I think this game's going to be close. I just don't like the Saints team. I think that all it is is dump downs to Kamara, maybe something to Olave uh, on the sideline. That's all they have. And then Taysom Hill comes in on gadget plays. It's pretty ugly. Jameis hopefully makes this a more exciting offense to watch, but um, I do think that he's a little more careless with the ball that that Carolina can can keep this within a touchdown. So I'm taking the Panthers to cover. Steve. Yeah, I was like – Actually, I tell Bryce Young is looking a little better. He also has literally no one on that team really to catch a football. Yeah, but I'm gonna go with the Saints here. Give me the points. Uh, don't like this Panthers offense. Uh, I think the Saints can put up put up points against this team as well. So I'm gonna go with the Saints here. I think they win. Okay. Um, who you got, uh, Greg? Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Saints too. I think Jameis gives them enough excitement on the offensive end. They could just go to Olave all day or Kamara. Um, a taste of Hill is just this weird gadget guy that, you know, is always interesting. And they, they have that kind of in their back pocket every time they're in the red zone. And he's just, he's just money every single time they use them. So it's hard to, it's hard to swallow five points, but uh, hopefully there's enough there. And, you know, I think honestly, if Jameis throws two touchdowns and has one pick, they win the game and they win by margin. So Carolina can't do anything. That's probably true. Yeah. I don't know why I did this. I feel bad for Bryce Young. Also, he's in a, like, like Steven just said, he's in a terrible situation. Um, don't feel bad for him. He's too small for the NFL. He'll be out of the league in two years. He'll get hurt. Don't feel bad for him. Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, don't feel bad for him. Sorry, he giant. He doesn't feel bad for you. Hey, he might. If, no, he saw the, so. if he saw the money I've lost betting on him, he might feel a little bad. He might feel something. Yeah, maybe. 
you know, he's a nice guy. I've heard, I've heard things. Uh, okay. <laughs> Rams and Ravens. The Ravens are seven point favorites. This is actually one of the games of the week. Sean McVay should be the coach. Of, should be one of the coaches of the year. Cause the Rams, everybody thought was going to, I think I predicted they would go. I don't know if I had, we didn't do the like actual record predictions. Uh, I definitely thought they'd be under, I thought they'd be in contention for the first pick. Um, McVay, McVay's been, McVay's been McVay. He's still probably, I don't think he's looked at anymore like Shanahan, but he should be like, he should still be looked at as better than Shanahan. I think he's the second best coach in football currently after I, Belichick, but I know Belichick's been terrible this year, so I don't want to even give Belichick that. So he's the best. He's the best now. The thing is, I don't know. I can't bet the Rams here. The Ravens kill NFC teams. I know Dr. Doolittle over there, Steven's going to give some stats about how the Ravens demolish NFC teams. And maybe you too, Greg. You might give it to us. But uh, the the Ravens kill NFC teams. Uh, Lamar's great against NFC teams. It's in Baltimore. I know Puka Nakua is always banged up. He was a full, he was a limited participant that did all the practice of what McVay said today. Cooper Cup's a little banged up, and Matthew Stafford. You don't know how long he's going to last, but I, I'm not betting this. This is a complete stay away. I thought like maybe maybe teasing the Ravens down, but I know that's not a, that's not a long teaser. But I thought maybe doing something on that or Ra- Ravens money line in, in some parlay. But I've stayed away from this game. I think the Rams will cover. I think the Ravens. I, I just I can't do it. I can't touch it. So. I'm going Rams to cover only because I believe in McVay. Who do you believe in, Steve? Uh, I'm going to go with the Ravens. I've been beating up on teams. I know. Yeah. I was going to either decrease my lead or increase my lead. Yeah, that's for sure. But yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens. I I like how this team's been playing. I feel like they're the hot team right now. And uh, I'm liking what I see. And the Ravens, so give me the Ravens. Maybe the Rams actually finally show that they're a true stinky game team. I don't think they stink. Maybe you do. Uh, who do you have, Greg? Yeah, get that out of here. We're going Rams. Oh, God, sorry, sorry. Ravens, Ravens, Ravens. Rams stink. Rams stink. Sean McVay stinks. And uh, oh, whoa, whoa, yeah. wait, who are you picking? Yeah. Ravens, Ravens, Ravens. Sorry, I, I I got ahead of myself there. I was I was going to talk crap about the the Rams. Who honestly, they made that that win over the Browns look a little more comfortable than it was. You guys saw it, like they were kind of neck and neck against the the corpse of Joe Flacco. And um, you okay over there, Greg? Yeah, I'm fine. Sorry, <laughs> a little flummy tonight. A little flummy. <laughs> Excuse me. Anyways, um, getting back to my emotional talking about the Ravens and Rams. I'm so emotional, man. Uh, But yeah, the Ravens eat up NFC teams like they're nobody's business. You saw them against Detroit. You've seen them many times against NFC and NFC West, like (sighs) bottom dwellers like the Rams. Obviously, they're not bottom dwellers. Seahawks, unfortunately, are not doing great. But uh, yeah, I think uh, getting the minus seven and not with the hook. That's the key here. So at worst, I think this is a push. But I, I legitimately think you got the Ravens coming off a bye. They're rested. I think Harbaugh's going to have a good game plan. Sean McVay's not. He's not a great coach. And this is easy. Don't don't bet this, Sterling. Please. I'm not betting this. Okay, I good. I bet this. I bet the Ravens in a money line parlay. Okay. Yeah, I see that. I just think this was in a touchdown. Um, okay. Colts at Bengals. And then we'll take a break. A quick break. Colts and Bengals. 
Uh, the Bengals are one point underdog at home after Jake Browning put on honestly a game that even Joe Burrow would be jealous of. Yeah. Here's my take. This is this is a take that I don't think a lot of people are ready for. I don't think the quarterback position matters anymore. I think everybody's the same. I think what matters is the receivers are throwing to and the scheme they're in. I don't think Mahomes is that good. I don't think Jalen Hurts is that good. I don't think Dak is that good. I think all these QBs are exactly the same. They throw to spots now, and if you if you have good receivers that get off their mark quick, you'll be you'll make completed passes. I saw a lot of tweets saying, "Wow, look what Jake Browning is doing," and then they're like, "Why can't Mac Jones do this?" And then I see that he's throwing to Jamar Chase, and he's throwing to T Higgins, and he's throwing to Tyler Boyd, and he's throwing to Joe Mixon, and he has an actual offensive coach in Zach in Zach Taylor, who was under McVay, who's an offensive guru, and then I look at who Mac Jones is throwing to. And I don't mean to bring up the Patriots here, but I, I see that it's Juju Smith-Schuster and and legit Mike Gusecki. And he's with Bill O'Brien and then Matt Patricia and then uh, Josh McDaniels. And I'm saying, mm, I don't know, maybe there's a difference here. Jake Browning had a game as good as any Joe Burrow game that he's ever had. And Jake Browning has a historically weak arm for an NFL QB. That's why he was undrafted out of Washington. He had a great college career with UW. Um and he's able to make it look easy because he's throwing to spots. And obviously, Mahomes has more natural talent. I'm not trying to act that. That's not my argument. Obviously, Lamar and Jalen and and Dak Prescott and all the, all these guys are are much better as an actual QB. If you put them in any situation, will be more successful than Jake Browning. But I honestly just don't think quarterbacks matter that much anymore. I think that great ones elevate the players around them, but you don't need to be a great QB anymore because you have coaching who is just picking spots and saying, "Hey." Three-step drop, throw here. If that's not there, you throw here. And it's not even reading defenses. It's coaches telling them what to do. And that's what McVay's done so well, and that's everybody in his tree does well. That's why Shanahan, that's why Zach Taylor, that's why Mike McDaniel, all these coaches are coaching up QBs that we thought sucked. Um, Tua was uh, getting benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick every freaking week, and now he's amazing. Not much has changed. They got Tyreek Hill, and they signed a new coach, and now Tua is an MVP candidate. That's all. That's my take. For this game, I'm going Bengals because I don't think quarterbacks matter. And I think that the Colts have a much worse offensive scheme. If they had Anthony Richardson, it would be different because the coach is coaching for a quarterback like Jalen Hurts or Anthony Richardson. Uh, he came from Philadelphia, which is why I bring that up. Um, Minshew is still running that same offense, and it's not as good. So I'm taking the I'm taking the I'm taking the Bengals. Sorry for that little long long bit there. I I just am watching. I'm watching such bad QBs be successful. Because the coaching and the receivers are throwing to are amazing. And I, I do think that, obviously, I want a new quarterback in New England. But what I want more than that is good receivers and a good play caller around around Mac Jones. I would prefer that over Caleb Williams, even though I think Caleb Williams is going to be terrific as a talent. Just saying, that's my take. And I'm sticking to it. Bengals. I'll change the take pretty soon. <laughs> If Mahomes wins the Super Bowl and he goes through and he goes through the following QBs, if it's if it's Jake Browning and uh, Gardner Minshew, and I'll give Josh Allen in there, and then the Super Bowl he plays Brock Purdy, believe me, I'll be saying that this is a this is a tainted ring, and it's not in my personal record book. I'm not counting it, but right now, this is my take. Like it. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Colts picking against you again. Uh. I think both these defenses kind of stinky, but guess who I believe more. Guess who I believe more in Gardner Minshew, baby. He's gonna carry them 
They got a little bit of receivers too across the board. I like I like the Colts. Apple Cup in the in the NFL. A little wazoo mat, matchup again. Wow, I didn't even realize that. Wazoo's best <laughs> quarterback versus UW's one of the worst. This is probably UW's second best quarterback ever after. Michael. Yeah, well, uh, there was a guy named Bledsoe that came out of WSU too. So I don't know if you guys remember that, but. No, I don't remember the dinosaurs either, Greg. Yeah, well, let me tell you, they were really big and uh, really scary. So I tried to add some contact Drew Butts up for an event in his winery. Yeah, he didn't get back to you. No, I contacted him directly. He uh, he didn't respond. The only Drew yeah. Bledsoe I know of is the guy that was the, that became the backup for the greatest quarterback of all time. Okay. <laughs> well, Tony Romo? Drew, Drew was pretty good before that. That. That guy, whatever his name was. Did you know Drew Bledsoe signed um, the biggest contract in NFL history before that, the year before? It's crazy. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he cashed in. Um, I got to ask you, though, Sterling, like your take on quarterbacks not mattering. Mm-hmm. Why do you have that framed jersey of uh, Tom Brady up on your wall right now? I think it was yeah, different. Yeah, he plays a least important think, position. Yeah, I think what was, the hell? I think it was different. I think it was a lot different. I think now coaches are so smart and receivers are so good that they mean, I'm, I do think quarterbacks are the most important position still in football. That's not changed. That's okay. Well, you just, I think kind of. No, because there's people like Tim, there's people like Tim Boyle and Kenny Pickett and Mac Jones who just look like absolute trash who you can't coach that out of because they just suck. Uh, sorry. I don't even want to invoke Mac Jones. Or I feel bad. Desmond Ritter, are you taking that spot? Uh, I think that coaching matters. I think the quarterback position is the most important position. I think the coach and the scheme means more than the QB now. Play to play. Now, there's some plays where you say, hey, you got to stand in that pocket. You're getting hit. You're not going to have time. You know there's a blitz coming. That's where the individual QB matters. But play to play, I think the scheme and what the offensive play caller is calling and who you're throwing to means more than the QB. Because I think quarterbacks nowadays – are much more accurate than the median back when Tom Brady was his first, second, third year. I think back then there was a lot of trash. Now everybody's, everybody is actually good except for the select few like Tim Boyle and Kenny Pickett and Desmond Ritter. Wow. You're, you're making this clear as mud. Um, I'm taking the Colts minus one. Yeah. Gardner Minshew is the better quarterback. So yeah. And the quarterbacks still matter. Quarterbacks still matter. Okay. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good take, Greg. I like. I like to see it. I like to see it play out. I mean, you love Brock Purdy. This guy. This guy. Dude, you're gonna drop so many games this week. It's ridiculous. Your takes are questionable. Well, as I said, I've stopped gambling, so I haven't really been looking at the slate. Uh, okay, we're gonna take a quick break. We will be back for the rest of the games. And uh, by the way, we have two Monday night games. What game is Joe Buck and uh, Aikman going to? Did they get a pick or oh, are they signed? I don't know. And you know these games are going simultaneous too. Like I don't know how that works, but like, I don't know sense. if they're gonna do like a like a split screen so you can watch them both or how that's just insane. will take one of them. They'll just take one of them. Probably. We got it. <laughs> They'll take the Giants one then. That makes sense. Okay, we will be right back. Okay, we are back. Greg is still living in the moment of winning tennis tonight. You know we are champions, so I, I give him a round of applause every time I can. But um, way to go, Greg. Good job. Hey, thank you, man. It's uh, definitely one of the most memorable tennis moments of my life. Besides the championships, you know, I have won, have won, oh, yeah. and the yep. f- future championships. I can't wait to go back into that club for like the open invite. If I don't remain a member there, which I don't know, I'm kind of on the fence. But uh, 
it's a principle yeah, I, but i i think I, I think i'm probably gonna remain a member there too but i i want i want to point my nose at him uh, up at him yeah i've heard i've heard bad things about the other club that we're about to tour like there's been some near bankruptcies um i'm not gonna say the name but uh if you live in spokane you know there's really only a couple options so you can do the deductive reasoning on uh, this statement there's a spokane racket club but anyways (laughs) (laughs) anyways uh okay well i'm gonna say a member what am i saying uh, they're going to tear it down anyways, and then I won't play tennis in the winter anymore because I probably won't join that other one either. I'll save, you know, like $500, $600, $1,000 a year that I will just gamble. So I won't be saving. It'll just be circumnavigated into my other my other um, vices, booze and gambling. Uh, maybe cigarettes. Might pick uh, those up again. Uh, oh. So I've been, I've been trying to start smoking again. I haven't got it back. <laughs> I never smoked. But I like, you know, I've smoked a cigarette when I'm drunk and I really like it. So I really want to get back into doing it more regularly. But uh, my mother says good for you. My mother says she doesn't like that. And so I listen mother's wishes. Um, Okay, we got seven games left. We'll zoom through some of these Seahawks at 49ers. Um, You know, that Thursday, that Thursday night game was one of the games of the year that the Seahawks played against Dallas. They had a real shot to win it. I'm happy they didn't because of how much money I had riding on Dallas. Tied a lot of that to the Atlanta game as well. And, uh, but they played good and DK actually had a, finally DK had a good game. Um, It's been, it's been a while coming and I don't think this seems bad. I think the 49ers being favored by 10 and a half is very disrespectful. Um, But I think this 49ers seems so good when they have everybody healthy, like they do right now. I just don't see them losing. And 10 and a half is a big spread. It's in San Francisco. I'm going to take San Francisco to cover this. What they did to Philadelphia last week was one of my best calls. And Greg, you agreed and you, you called it too, where I just think they outmatch most teams. I don't see it. I actually, the, I don't see a team that I think matches up really well with them. The only team I could see keeping pace even is, and they already blew them out earlier this year. Dallas. Honestly, I just don't, I think Dallas can do it. They didn't do it their first matchup, but uh, yeah, I mean the San Francisco team is is really really good, and uh, it's going to be hard hard to beat them if they're healthy. The key thing is health, right? That's that's the key thing for them. And um, right now they're healthy, so I'm going to pick them to uh, win and cover until until I see until something changes. So I'm going 49ers. Steve, give me the 49ers until they don't look like world beaters. So good job, Seattle. You almost won a game. That's really fun. Good job, guys. 49ers. Yeah, okay. I I I'm, I think we're all on the same page here. Um I would love to see Seattle cover this. I just don't see any universe where that occurs. The first game that was two weeks ago now. <sighs> Seahawks, they just weren't even on the same field. Brock Purdy is dishing it out so well. He's playing just fantastic football. I think he is the MVP this year. Uh, the favorite now. And uh, is he the favorite now? Yeah, plus uh, plus three, or three to one. Three to yeah, one, I, yeah. I texted that. Yeah, and uh, a couple, couple weeks ago, I told you he was he was 16 to one or 15 to one. Mm-hmm. And I said, watch out for Brock Purdy. Brock is coming to rock. 
And what has he done? And, and okay. I don't think you're going to see, unless he gets injured, and that's really the only X factor here, or McCaffrey gets injured. Um, those are the two things in play. Um, but actually, that NFC, that NFC championship game against Eagles, I think they won that if Brock stayed healthy. I know that you disagree, Sterling, and I don't even want to hear it, but I think that Brock would have come back and 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 found a way. I, I'm and, gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. No, I'm no, gonna no, 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 no. Okay, I said I don't want to hear it. This is my time right now. This is my time to shine. Okay, thank you. Uh, 49ers minus 10 and a half. It's not even a question. Unfortunately, I love the Seahawks, uh, but I, they're really just scrambling to try to make a wild card right now. They've got such a gauntlet. They've got Philadelphia next week. Uh, they're probably going to lose that game too. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they can hang with Philadelphia. That might be a fun game. Um, but yeah, this is, this is going to be an easy cover, easily two touchdowns for the Niners. Go ahead, Sterling. I'm not saying that they wouldn't come back. I had I did not think they would. And I think this year, Brock has improved a lot. He doesn't turn his back on the de- defense as much as he did last year. And I also think Philly is much worse. And I think sure. last year, Philly was Philly was a powerhouse who something th- something's different. I mean, they obviously lost their two coordinators. That defense is not as solid. And then I think Jalen Hurts is, is he's not bad. He's just not he's just not as good as he was last year. And uh, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't seem to be flowing as well. Like there's like some sort of hesitation occurring. I don't know if he's still hurt, but it doesn't seem as natural to him. And you've seen so many close games with them lately. So I agree. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. You're fine. Yeah. I mean, I last year's last year. Thank God I hit that one because the refs took Cincy from me, which would have been a great day if they if both of those would have happened. So whatever. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Vikings and Raiders, this is kind of a stinker. You have Aiden O'Connell versus the Viking or versus Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs came back to earth. I mean, they were talking about benching him. He threw four picks against uh, against um, Chicago before the bye week. I'm happy they're going to give him a second chance. I think this is a guy that deserves a second chance after what he's put together this season. But I don't know. I just don't think that. I think once you lose the magic, it's hard to get back. And I think the magic kind of got lost in that game. And Justin Jefferson is back in this, which is huge for for the Vikings. Also huge for me. I know I don't really invoke my fantasy team too much. I know that was more so when Benny was on the podcast where he would always bring his up. But uh, Benny has been crying a lot about not making the playoffs. And I actually captured that four seed. And I'm play- like I said, I'm playing Steve. And it's going to be a fun matchup, I think. I think, you know, we're two of the powerhouses of the league. I'm a defending champion. Steve won a championship a few years ago. Um I'm getting Justin Jefferson back, and uh, I am excited for that. As for the game, I think the Raiders are – I don't think the Raiders should be plus three to the Vikings. This Raiders team is fine. Aiden O'Connell is very average. They're playing hard hard under their new coach, and so I'm going to take the Raiders to um, to cover the spread. I don't know if they win. I think they do kind of, I, I do kind of think they'll win, but I don't know if they win. I just need them to lose by three or less. I'm happy Jefferson is back. Steve. Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Vikings here. I think Josh Dobbs is good. I think he just had a bad game finally. Or a really bad game. So I think he can feast against this Raiders defense. Um I think getting Justin Jefferson back too is gonna give him another weapon and working with him for a week is gonna be awesome. So give me the Vikings here. Yeah, there you go. I think I am Outside of fantasy stuff, I'm happy Jefferson is going to be back on the field because um, 
I think he is the best receiver that I've actually seen as an adult. And uh, so, I mean, Randy Moss was probably the best when I was a kid, but he was done by the time I turned 18. Uh, obviously, there's Julian Edelman up there, Wes Welker, uh, scrappy guys, Adam Thielen. But um, <laughs> that, that, those are all Greg's favorite. Uh, no, uh, right now, I think the best receiver, I think the top receivers of all time are Randy Moss, Jerry Rice is number one. I you can't really go against that. Randy Moss, and then I think that I think it's Calvin Johnson. But after that, it's really, it's honestly Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Antonio Brown, um, those types. Of, and I, Antonio Brown's wild, but if, look up his numbers. Let's look up his numbers. And uh, so, it's exciting to have Jefferson back because he is, he's on pace to be the best receiver ever. Now I don't think he'll ever catch Jerry Rice, but for what he's done so so early, I'm happy he's back. So. I'm on the Raiders. You're on the Vikings. Greg, who are you on? I get to be the tiebreaker again. I'm going with the Vikings. I feel like Steven and I are kind of in the same mindset right now. I'm sorry, Um, Steve. Sorry, Steve. Um, But yeah, I think Dobbs had a Dobbs had an off game. I think it was a misstep to bench him. I don't know. Like way to instill confidence in a guy that just had a bad game. Who was, who was doing a really decent job uh, filling in. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just don't see any universe where the, the Raiders can pull this off. I, I think Aiden O'Connell's a fraud and, uh, fraud. I think, the, yeah, I think he is. Um, that's a I, mighty I accusation. He, I don't know. I just don't think he's that good. I think he's done a really good job of looking like, uh, Derek Carr's little brother, but, uh, Derek Carr's not any good. Aiden O'Connell's not any good. And I think Josh Dobbs has a big bounce back game here. Give me the Vikings minus three. My head's exploding with that take. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's a fine take. This is going to be a close game. I don't think either of these teams are are that good. No, I hope we get not. big games out of Adams and Jefferson, and it's just receivers doing crazy things. That would be nice. That will be a nice highlight reel. That, that's what I want. Um, probably the game of the week. I think is coming up here. Uh, oh no, it's P- Pat Steelers. But second game of the week is Bills Chiefs. Uh, this game has kind. This has kind of became like it was really pushed to this new rivalry. The Chiefs have kind of owned this matchup. I think that ends though. I am. I do not think this Chiefs team is good at all. I think. I think Kansas City is going to be bounced in the first round of the playoffs. And I don't care who they play. I mean, there's some teams that they could play that they'd beat, but I think that they're, I think they're really struggling to score points. I think they signed Mahomes to this massive deal, which was an obvious no brainer decision. And it's, it's going to work out in the long run, right? It's not, it's not like it's a long-term problem. That defense is actually really good. It's just that offense has nobody besides Travis Kelsey and that offensive line who they've invested a lot of money into commits penalties almost every passing down. Some of them don't get called, but a lot of them do. They're the most penalized offensive line in football for good reason. You see Jawan Taylor, he holds every play, the right tackle. Uh, They can't really run the ball that well. Pacheco's amazing. Pacheco makes it happen. It's not, it's not the, it's not the, the offensive line doing it. Pacheco just runs hard, but their running offense is not great. The receivers drop a lot of balls. And besides Kelsey, they don't really have a sure-handed guy. And obviously Kelsey's Kelsey, but teams are locking in on him. This Bills defense is not great. So if it's a good get right time for Kansas City's offense, it might be here. 
but I actually think Buffalo is going to going to going to run the score up on this. I feel kind of the same as I felt about San Francisco and and Philadelphia last week. I think Buffalo is going to going to really be going to really beat them down. I think it's going to be like a 27 to 17 type game. I just don't like this Chiefs offense whatsoever. And if Buffalo wins this, there's going to be a lot of chatter about about the Chiefs. This is a must win game for Buffalo too. I know that I know they're probably going to make the playoffs. They're six and six right now. They're probably going to sneak in no matter what if you look at the rest of their schedule. But um, Kansas City has that division wrapped up. That that division is is terrible. Uh, they're eight and four. If you would have said, you know, at the beginning of the season, if Kansas City's eight and four and has a division wrapped up, what do you think's happened? And I think many people would say like, well, Herbert tore his ACL. Uh, Wilson is still terrible and Josh McDaniels got fired. So one of those three happened, but <laughs> the, the other two haven't happened. And the, the chiefs are running away with this division. This is must win for the bills. I think they get it done. I think Josh Allen has a big game. And um, I think there are serious problems with that Kansas city offense that are not fixable this season. So give me the bills, Steven. Yeah, I'm going to take the bills as well. Oh, wait. Is Taylor Swift going to be at this game? I think she might be. Times person of the year. Congrats, Taylor. Yeah, congrats. That article is actually really funny to read. Is she going to uh, be president? No. I'm not so. I will not be surprised if she does, if she becomes president. If she runs, that'll be the second time I vote Republican. <laughs> wow, you scumbag. Taylor Swift will be president. Uh, so we were talking about Greg while you were. Uh, Dilly dallying with your with your puppy. Yeah, I'm gonna take I was the, listening. I had the headphones on. Oh, okay. I'm gonna take the bills because bully Josh is gonna come on down to KC. Josh the bully? And He's back. Josh the bully is back. I think his last two games have been good. They're I feel like even though they lost to the Eagles, but we know Josh Allen does not win overtime games. So give me the Bills. I feel like they're on an upward trajectory. The Chiefs are down. So Give me the Bills. I just don't – I just hope the Bills actually watch the Broncos, the Packers, and what they did to, to Travis Kelsey. Uh, I, I feel like teams know how to stop them, but they're, like, too scared that they're going to make other people wide open. But guess what? They don't have time to kill anymore. So maybe you can leave up – you can let Rishi Rice fucking run around and do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, this Chiefs offense has – is I, yeah. I actually – the biggest threat is Pacheco. He is insane when he runs. He is so small. He's a he monster. Runs, he runs like with like the force of Derrick Henry, but then with like the speed of like Le'Veon Bell. He, <laughs> he, he's he good. his shelf life. So his shelf life's not long for the league, right? He's not going to get it. Oh, he's he's in the league. We'll be, we'll be talking about in four years. Like, oh, I wonder what happened to Pacheco. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Greg, what do you have here? Yeah, I think Josh the bully is coming out, and he's going to pound some skulls in this one. I agree with you guys wholeheartedly. Kansas City just doesn't have a wide receiver. And I think, I, I don't know if you guys saw that last game with the Chiefs, but it looks like Travis Kelsey's lost a step or if he's, I don't know if he's hurt, but he was looking really, really slow, like just like stuck in the mud. Not that he was ever super fast. Like he's always been like just a physical mismatch for everybody. But I, I don't know. And also, to be fair, Taylor Swift was at that game and they lost. So I don't I don't think the Taylor Swift uh handicap matters anymore. I think she may be a hindrance at this point. Um, but yeah, I think the Bills are gonna win this pretty large. Like you said, Sterling, I think maybe this is a, a touchdown win. 
which is pretty massive going into Arrowhead. Um, not an easy place to play, of course, especially this time of year. But um, Josh isn't affected by cold weather. He plays in Buffalo, for Christ's sake. Like, it gets super cold there, super bad weather. He's he's going to be game for this. Um, I see Stefan going off, probably having two touchdowns. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see any universe where Kansas City gets this figured out. And uh, I think it's a pretty comfortable win for the Bills here. I hope I hope the Bills win this game. I really do. Um, I would like to see Kansas City struggle, um, like so many teams have struggled against them. So yeah, Bills uh, plus one and a half, easy. Yeah, I actually got this at the casino when I went there on Monday at three, and wow, I knew that I was like I was I didn't bet as much as I should have, but I was like I do not think this line stays here because I just don't see how people could be confident with the with the Chiefs. This Chiefs season is going to be a wash. Mahomes is still really young. It's fine. They're going to win games. They'll probably, they, I do think they're going to win the first playoff game if they play this a crap wild card team, which is probably going to be what they end up doing. Um, it might be the Bills rematch, though, actually, if I think about it. Because, yeah, so never mind. They might, if they play the Bills or if they play a good, a good offense in the first round, they could be bounced. Uh, the only way the Chiefs have a path to the Super Bowl is if they, really really play down offenses and they're able to keep it keep it close because i don't see this offense exploding for for over you know 24 points against anybody that that's competent and this is this is probably going to be fixed next season because i'm sure they're going to really go all in for receivers in the draft and if they have money in free agency i don't know how much they have i mean cap space doesn't doesn't exist but um we shall see i'm very interested okay broncos at chargers Chargers are two and a half point favorites. I just watched the Chargers play the Patriots where Justin Herbert looked almost indistinguishable from Bailey Zappi in terms of how, uh, how he has to be hurt. I, I, I just can't accept that he has now turned this bad. He has to be injured. He was too good last year to be this bad. The receivers, Quinton Johnston is one of the worst rookie receivers I've ever seen in my life. Um, who was that? Who was the um, guy the Bears drafted that one year? Um, do you remember that guy's name from West Virginia? I think. Oh, Tavon Austin. No, Tavon Austin's awesome. Uh, no, what was his name? I think his last name was White. I don't even know who you're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Kevin White. He was in 2015. He was a fir- the seventh overall pick. Um, he, yeah, he played at West Virginia. Okay. Wow. I got that right. So Kevin white, listen to these stats. He was a seventh overall pick. This guy had his rookie year. He had 39 catches, then two catches, then four catches, none. And then he wasn't on the team anymore. One catch, two catches. And now he's out of the league. So he has a total of 58 catches and zero touchdowns. Seventh overall pick in 2015. Um, this guy, Quentin Johnson, reminds me of him. And so that's such a whiff. If you look at who got drafted after him, he has stone hands. He's dropped four or five passes. And so when I say Justin Herbert looked indistinguishable from Bailey Zappi on Sunday, I do mean that he looked really bad, but he also had receivers that don't look at the football. So I don't know how they're favored against Denver here. I really don't. Denver should have beat Houston. 
that kind of is shitty that they lost that game, but I think they should have won that game. And the Chargers just to me, they're they're going along and they're gonna they're gonna lose. They're just not a good team. That defense doesn't really stop anybody. They stopped the Patriots. Uh, wow, congrats. But the defense doesn't stop anybody that actually has anybody competent on the other side of the football. And I think Herbert's hurt. And he, they're playing with receivers that have stone hands. Even Keenan Allen's dropping balls, which never has happened before. So uh, I'm going to take the Broncos here. I think they went outright. I can't believe they're not favored in this game. This is going to be a 65% Denver crowd in LA also. So maybe it's like I, I try to think how are the Chargers favored here. They aren't that, They aren't a good offense. Their defense is putrid. Broncos are a solid team. Yeah. Give me the Broncos. Uh, Steve, you're going to take the Broncos. Oh, who will I pick? I'm taking the Broncos. Uh, I hate this line. This is insane. Give me the Broncos. I don't know what they saw from each one of those games. I'm like, you know what? I like I like the Chargers here. So, no, give me, give me the Broncos here. Insane to me. Yeah, I don't understand this at all. Uh, Greg? I don't know why you, you hate this line, Steven. I love it. Um it's a complete trap line for anybody that thinks LA is actually good. And they're not. Uh, we saw that game in New England last week where they could barely muster a cover of five and a half. And they covered by a half a point, six points. <laughs> six points of total offense in the entire game. That has never happened before, right? It never happened. I, I Like, what a fun game for anybody that showed up to that in Foxborough. Um, but yeah, I think LA Chargers have just completely lost it. I think Staley has he's lost the locker room. Nobody's thinking he's going to be back. He's not going to be back in any normal universe. He he's he's an offensive coordinator or I guess a defensive coordinator somewhere in the DC. I guess like that's that's really questionable that he he somehow built his reputation on defense, but. Uh, yeah, the Broncos are playing great. Russell Wilson's had a resurgence, which is fun to see. I love Russell. Uh, I don't. I don't care what anybody says. Like all the hatred that he got over the subway commercial. You know what? Good for you for cashing a check and looking cheesy. I, I mean, we should all be so lucky, Russell. So you know, enjoy the money. Um, I'm sure you were able to spend it wisely. Um, but yeah, Broncos plus two and a half. I think this is a joke line. I think it's. Um, I, I don't know. Is anybody actually betting the Chargers here? I I want to look at this. Uh, hold on one moment. Sorry, sorry. You tell sorry. me. Um, let's see here. Ninety-one uh, percent of the public is on Denver plus two and a half. Nine percent have taken LA Chargers spread. Seventy-seven percent of the money lines on Denver. 23% on LA. So it probably means why LA's hasn't this line moved? What are, what are the line makers doing here? Huh? I have, well, it has moved, but it has moved in the wrong direction. There's been reverse line movement. So we've got 91% on Denver and it's gone down a half a point, which is just frightening, which means probably oh, that means the, they think the, Chargers are going to win this game. Yeah. The, the fix is in the, the, the refs are going to figure this one out. And, uh, the script is is clearly for LA Chargers here. So if if the LA Chargers do cover this, understand that it's a complete conspiracy. And we all know it's a conspiracy. And the script just didn't go Denver's way. But honestly, how does Denver lose this game? Like I, I have no idea. Yeah. So yeah. We're we're in, we're in for a loss here, is what I'm saying, boys. We should all take we should all switch. But it's okay. <laughs> yeah. They they definitely think the Chargers are winning this. Uh 
Eagles at Cowboys is the other game of the week. I didn't I didn't see that when I was reading here. I was I saw Bills Chiefs, but yeah, Eagles Cowboys other the game of the week. First matchup was one of the best games of the year. Cowboys should have won it. They had a first and ten, a first and goal from the six yard line, and they failed to put the ball in the end zone. And I think that's going to change this game. I think the I think the Cowboys are the second hottest team in football right now after the after the um, 49ers and they're playing an Eagles team that just doesn't have it like they did last year. And three and a half is a lot. And that's pretty disrespectful to Philly. But after you saw what happened in that 49ers game, I think the Cowboys can really take it to them. The Cowboys offense is, uh, is amazing. I think it's like I said, I think it's the one team that could score with San Francisco when they're hitting on all cylinders. I think they're going to score easily here. I think Dak Prescott or Brock Purdy will be the MVP. Um, they're the two favorites right now. I think Jalen Hurts is sitting right there too, but I think another big Dak game here, especially when it's in like, especially prime time, we'll we'll give him a we'll give him a little boost. Dak's been great this year, and there's really nothing you could say about it. He's he's one of the he, I think he is one of the best QBs in football, and I think he's going to show it in this game. I think he's going to have another big game, and I'm taking the Cowboys here. I think the Cowboys roll him too, and then then there's going to be problem. Then that's when the the dialogue will be started with Philly as well. It'll be started with Kansas City if they lose to the Bills, and Philly if they lose to the to the Cowboys because there are issues with both these teams. They're still good teams but they're taking a step back from last year's Super Bowl appearance, both of them. So I am going to go Cowboys here. I think the Cow- this will be a high-scoring game. I don't know what the over-under is. If uh, if any of you know what it is, that'd be nice to say. But if not, it's okay. I do, I do think this game is probably an over as well. Um, but I do think Dallas wins this, wins this going away. I don't think Philly is is looking like they used to. And it's, all, uh-huh, what is it? It's 51 and a half. Pretty high, but I act. It is high. I mean, last game, I remember I was like, I bet the Cowboys. I did the same game parlay. My first one of the year, I actually hit it, which never happens. It was like plus, it was like five to one, I think it was. Uh, I had all CD props, CD land props in there. I had Cowboys to win, Cowboys minus two and a half, which I sweated both of those. And then over like 42 and a half, I moved the over down. And that thing blasted through in, in the first half, I think. So, um, I think these offenses are good, so I, I, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. The over's a good bet here. I'm going Cowboys by a touchdown, maybe two. Steven, welcome back, my friend. I'm going to go with the, the Cowboys as well. They're steamrolling. Eagles haven't looked too great. I know they beat the Bills, but it's OT. Josh loses those every time. So give me they change the rules. For, this is the. Uh, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, when I was gonna say that in our group, when Benny's all like change the rules, and then like you did the math on how he's finishing last place actually, and it's like he's Josh Allen, where they change the rules for him, and he's still he's never won an overtime game. They change the rules for him. It's yeah, like, that tattoo was insane. Maybe once I figured it out, it's like, oh yeah, Benny is that is that Benny just wins by a, a lot, but when he loses, he doesn't even get near the median score. So we had a little tissy real quick, Greg, in our fantasy league where Benny's out of the playoffs. He's like the fifth seed and he started 0 and three and he has a terrible team and he had five great weeks where he scored like 180 or 170 where he had. But and he's making the argument he has the most points scored in the league by like six points. He's like, how do I miss the playoffs like this? And then somebody made an idea where. You can get a win if you win your matchup, and you can get another win if you're in the top five points scored. 
And Benny's like, yeah, I'd be the number one seed then. And Steven actually did the math. And instead of being the five seed, Benny would have been last place because he w- he lost seven matchups and he finished in the bottom scorer or bottom five scores like six times, right? Seven times. So he had really good. He had like he had five great weeks and he thinks he should be in the playoffs. And so we're like, dude, put, nobody else cares about this. And so, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but that's that's to explain to listeners our, our um, fantasy problem. This league's going to be dissolved soon. I really don't think it's long in the tooth. I think we have a few, few, maybe a year left before before th- things hit the fan because there's too many there's too many bitchers in here. Um, <laughs> so, Steve, you're taking you're taking the Dallas Cowboys as well, right? Yeah. Sorry for steamrolling you. This is the game of the week. I'm probably talking uh, about the. What do you got, Greg? Um, so getting back to the incorrect idioms, you just said you don't think that this league is long in the tooth. Yes. That actually means that you think that it's going to be dissolved soon. And sorry, my dogs are making noise. Right I now. do think it's going to be dissolved soon. Oh, well, then it is long in the tooth. That's what you should have said. Isn't oh, long in the I, tooth? I have... oh, whatever. Okay, hillbilly. You're the one that used the term, Jesus Christ. I'm just correcting you because you're using it incorrectly. Yeah, yeah. My dog is absolutely destroying something in the next room. Like, uh, can you continue on? Hold on one moment. Who do you got Dallas? Who do you got Dallas or Dallas or Philly? Oh, it's Dallas plus three and a half. Are you kidding me? It's such a bargain. Minus three and a half. Minus three and a half? Dallas is favored by three and a half. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I put this down wrong. Still minus three and a half. I don't care. Philly's, Philly's, I don't know. They're long in the tooth. Okay, well, as Greg goes and helps his dog, I want Steven to give his rendition of what Greg's take is on the Cowboys. Is Greg yeah, killing you know, right now, by the way? Do you think Greg's killing his dog? Shooting it. Oh, Just a gunshot, buckshot. Uh, give Greg's take on this game. Yeah, the Cowboys are actually, you know, after a, a, a home win coming off a road loss, they're actually minus, tw- they're 12-2 and two in those games. And uh, and fair weather, uh, Dallas, Texas, they're actually six and two. So the spread on this is absolutely a Shimoni line. And a Shimoni line, if anyone forgets, is when <laughs> a home dog, a road dog is plus three. <laughs> so you've got to smash a Shimoni line parlay whenever you get one. I like that. Good analysis, Greg. <laughs> um, okay. Two more games. Oh, oh you actually want to give an analysis? No, sorry. I like the Shimoni. That's hilarious. Oh, that's so, um, that's that so that means we should take we should take the Cowboys minus three and a half. Yeah, we're yeah. all in Cowboys. Yeah, whatever the okay. math adds up to Shimoni line, that's it's one hundred sixty-two and thirty-seven in the last four years. Oh, that's great. I like Shimoni. Give me the Shimoni. Let's go make some Shimoni, boys. That's great. <laughs> I like it too. Uh. Okay, two more games, Monday Night Football. We got Packers, Giants. Giants are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Or, or underdog, sorry. The Packers are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Jordan Love, you know, looks like he's the real deal. He's had about four straight games where he looks like he's actually a good QB. Started the season pretty raw. Um, this is, I, you know, it's time for time for one of the – we're bringing the segment back. This is the last time. Alex's hot take. The Packers are loving their chances at the playoffs. That's a good one. I actually like that one. I love that one. I think Jordan Love is a solid QB. I think that the the fact that they signed him to the next year got him at a bargain. 
They have the cheapest wide receiving core in the NFL by a large margin. I think they're paying in total $11 million to their entire wide receiving room. Um, and honestly, like Christian Watson, who is supposed to be the good rookie, he's came on a little bit the last few weeks, but he's not even close to being the, the best guy this season. Uh, I like this Packers team a lot. And six and a half, you know, this is this is obviously a, you can tease this. You can money line it with something. I'm gonna throw it in with my with Houston. I'm gonna throw it in with a few things. I like I like I like the Panthers a lot. Or not the, sorry, the Panthers. The Packers a lot this week. I'm I'm delirious. I'm I'm very tired. Uh, I like the Packers a lot this weekend. Uh, and I'm gonna throw this in a lot of bets. I think that I think Jordan Love is actually a good QB, and this team's solid. And the they don't lose in December under Lefleur. I don't think they've lost the game in December. It's four years of coaching. Have they lost one, or are you saying they haven't? Yeah, I don't think they have. So, um. Yeah, it's a wild stat, and they looked really, really good against against Kansas City. I think that that offense. I think they scored the most points Kansas City's given up this year, and that's no easy task. They only scored twenty six. That's more of a testament to Kansas City's defense. Greg's dog is fucking killing things. He's not happy. Uh, Greg, put the gun away, <laughs> dude. My tiger is just being an absolute idiot tonight anyways i'm sorry <laughs> now you're totally fine uh, I, have the, I have the packers covering here i think they win it um i again it's tommy devito and if i see somebody as uh, that low and tommy devito did what he had to do against my team and i and i love him forever for that and as a sopranos watcher when he does his celebration it breaks me happy i'm an honorary italian watching tommy devito but i think he is a very lackluster talent of the position um I'm actually surprised it's a six and a half. I think it should be a little higher. So I'm going to take the Packers to cover, but I think the Packers are going to cover this by, yeah, I think 10 points. I just don't know how the Giants put up that many points. And I think the Packers are actually rolling. They've beat two straight really good teams. I know you don't like the Lions anymore, but they beat the line that what the Lions eight and three at the time. And then the eight and three chiefs. So they're actually competitive against good teams. They're winning these games. So give me the Packers. By the way, I'll say it right now. My survivor pick. I'm just going to announce it. Uh, who do you got, Greg or Steve, in this one? Uh, I'm going to go with the Packers as well. Uh, I don't think I've seen anything for the Giants where they think they should only get a six and a half line. <laughs> so <laughs> give me the Packers. Okay. Easy enough. Greg? This is, um, I think this uh, game is further disrespect. Uh, of Tyra Taylor, who's healthy, who should be starting this game. Um, he should be, but, but he's not. No. Uh, former coach of the year, uh, Dayball, has decided that Tommy DeVito, who, yeah, I mean, it sounds like some really like cliche character in some awful mafia B rate film. He's going to be starting. Um, I'm going to share some numbers. I know you guys hate stats and all that, but uh, I uh, I can't help myself. So Tommy DeVito, when he drops back, has a 21.1% sack rate. <laughs> uh, Danny Dimes, when he, when he steps back, he has a 15.8% sack rate. Tyrod Taylor, when he drops back, has only a 10.3% sack rate. Obviously, he's more elusive than either of those white boys. 
so Tyrod should be starting this game. I think if Tyrod were starting this game, that six and a half would actually be pretty scary. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't necessarily want to bet that. With Tommy DeVito out there um, under center, that line should be 10, probably 10 and a half like that uh, San Francisco line is. There's no, there's no universe where Tommy DeVito comes out and continues whatever little winning streak he has going against the Green Bay Packers. I think LaFleur has really finally found out how to use Jordan Love. I think he really struggled um, in the transition from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, and rightfully so. They're two totally different quarterbacks. Um, but I think Jordan Love's really coming into his own, and it's really good to see. We were kind of we had some questions about him. Um, mm-hmm. and I think, yeah, I think a lot of them have been answered. And I think that's uh due to the coaching change um and how they're trying to exploit some of the the weaknesses that the other side is presenting. They're getting him a little more mobile. Uh, he looks more comfortable in the pocket. I, I don't see any universe where Green Bay loses this game. I definitely don't see any universe where they they don't win by less than like probably 10 year. I think the Giants are, I don't know, they're a foregone conclusion right now. And especially if they're going to trot out Tommy DeVito when they have the option to do Tyrod Taylor, who's definitely the better quarterback here. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you guys on, on, uh, on Green Bay. All I heard was something very disrespectful at the beginning. Tommy DeVito sounds like a B-list mafia movie character. Do you know who Tommy DeVito was in a mafia movie? Yeah, he was uh, Pesci's character in Goodfellas, but like... B B rate? (laughs) No, best best movie of all time, maybe. For for real, like that is my favorite mafia movie of all time. Won an Academy Award. I mean, hey, I I can't I can't. Okay. Have you read the book that it was based on? Wise guys? No. Wise guy? No. I have Green Eggs and Ham. It's a it's a good book. Doctor Seuss. But Doctor Seuss. The Doctor Uh, Seuss. Nicholas Pelleggi. Leggy, he's still alive. The author, good for him. Uh, okay. Uh, don't ever disrespect Tommy DeVito like that. That's all I'm saying. He will. He, hey, he knows a guy or two. And I know the DeVito Selena war is currently ongoing, but uh, don't don't involve us in that, huh, Greg? Keep us out. Fair enough. Keep us out of that business. We we're we're civilians. Uh, <laughs> Titans at Dolphins will wrap up the the games. Dolphins are thirteen and a half point favorite. They are going to win this game by more than thirteen and a half points because they are playing the Titans. It's at home. Dolphins will win this game by a lot. Next week they will play the Jets. They will win that game by the by a lot, and then they end the season with Cowboys, Ravens, Bills, and that will decide on what their um places in the playoffs. If they get the one seed, I think they will make the Super Bowl. And that Ravens game is huge. That Bills game is huge. That Cowboys game is huge. And but these next this game and next week's game, the Dolphins can look ahead. It doesn't matter. That offense is going to put up thirty points a game against basically anybody. Um, weather and injuries uh, are the only things that could stop that offense. And I don't think it's going to be bad here. I think they're going to kill them. Tennessee's awful. This is a team that. Should have lost last week, I think. Or they did lose last week, but they got 
they should have actually won last week and they got they got screwed with special teams and it's just when you're when that's happening you're just a bad football team two i think two block punts in a row how's that even happen does that ever happen i know has that happened two block punts in a row you don't change anything up and so this side of the team sucks dolphins okay steve You're muted. Make a make a dolphin noise. God damn it, Greg. <clears throat> I'm gonna take the dolphins what here. What did, what uh, did I do? What did I do? He's just looking at blame. He's playing the blame. Greg, 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 Greg. I'm sorry that you next. muted yourself, Steven. Jesus Christ. Yeah, what You're a fucking God. Who do you think you are Sterling and Ruffin? What the fuck? <laughs> he's in a contact with the He's gonna let him know what he's saying. <laughs> Pipe bomb. <laughs> Pipe bomb, courtesy of Tommy himself. Oh god. Don't sell your car without checking underneath it, buddy. Give me the dolphins. I'm not taking times again. No, thank you. Stinky. You got Greg. I have a conspiracy theory about this dual uh, Monday night football um, setup that we have to this this uh, Monday, and it's uh, we have two like pretty good teams, the Dolphins and the Packers, playing against two really awful teams, and so the idea is we can switch between the two games when like the dolphins are on offense or when the Packers are on offense and we don't have to watch the crappy teams play offense. That's a good idea. And I think that's, I think that's what the NFL is scheming here. And they're always scheming just like the mafiosos do. Um, So I think that the dolphins are going to win this game by three touchdowns and it's not even going to be that close throughout the game. Maybe four touchdowns. I don't know. Like I could see them. I could see them like padding the stats for Tyreek in his quest for two thousand yards here. Like he could have like a two hundred and fifty yard, three hundred yard game <laughs> easily against that secondary for the the Tennessee Titans. It's just absolutely horrendous. So yeah, that um, it, yeah, they're bad. They're bad. I mean, they actually have a pretty good run D, but um, I, I don't know that it's going to matter here. Um, yeah, Dolphins all day. Uh, Dolphins by three touchdowns. Okay, we're all on the fence. We have some disagreements here, um, overall, but yeah, full slate, not the best slate, but we do have it. Um, we do have a Bills Chiefs game and then a Eagles Cowboys game that will hopefully make up for the nonsense we have to watch in the morning slate. And to start it off, we got tomorrow Pat Steelers, which is. I think if you want to watch a good defensive football game, you turn that one on. So <laughs> that's going to be so bad. God, I'm so disgusted with what's happened here. So we're going to do Survivor. Greg, you're running in with uh, what we have available and what we don't. So let it be known. Okay, so yeah, um, I'll give the rundown. So what did you go with again? This week? The Packers. Packers. I'm doing Packers, yeah. Okay. And so you have now used Detroit. Cleveland, Seattle, Dallas, Miami, Jacksonville, Atlanta, 49ers <laughs> as part of your parlay punishment, and now the Packers. Um, Use 10 teams in six weeks. I know you're burning through them, dude. You got to stop doing these parlays for Survivor. It's not necessary. It's not advised. Steven, you have used Philadelphia, New Orleans, Dallas, Miami, Tennessee, and last week, LA Rams. Wait, that's it? <laughs> that's it. Well, yeah, he didn't do parlays. <laughs> you need like four more teams. I know from the, the parlays. <laughs> no, no parlay punishment for Steven because he's smart. Okay. I 
have used Detroit, Cleveland, Seattle, Dallas, San Francisco, and LA Chargers. Sterling, I am joining you with the Green Bay Packers. You piece of shit. Sterling, I am joining you with also an NFC North team. Give me the Vikings. What? Are you kidding me? Good for you, Steven. You got go, big balls. Go. That's some moxie there. I like it, Steve. I like it, Steve. Good job. Good job, Steven. You're playing. You're playing Survivor like just so with, with such reckless abandon. I I respect it. <laughs> I respect it. I pick my luck of the week. <laughs> hey, I All like right. that. I gotta save some teams if we go to like. What happens I mean, we, we only have, have like we have like four weeks. No playoffs. Okay, we could we I got I guess we would have to do survivor and playoffs if, if nobody gets knocked out. So and uh Sterling is getting by on the pick and you're gonna have getting by on you're getting by on technic technicalities and just the graciousness of your co-hosts here, but whatever. Who did I pick? Green Bay? Yeah, you know, guess what? I still have playoff teams left. Don't worry about me. Okay. Do you want to parlay <laughs> that with another team? Yeah, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> The Texans. Uh, okay. Are you for real? No, I'm not going to fucking parlay these things. I get screwed over and you guys want me to actually pay up with it? Do you pick two teams? We can start picking two teams idea. if you guys want. If you want to pick two teams, you can. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always game. <laughs> we might have to, actually. Yeah, we might have to next week. Okay, fine. I'll save my. I'll save the Texans for next week. Patriots are going to be my week eighteen pick against the Jets, and it's going to make me want to kill myself. Yeah. Well, the thing about traditional Survivor only goes through the end of the regular season. So it's like fantasy. You can't go into the postseason because it gets it gets too muddied by the fact that all the good teams. How many are times in the do we have to talk about tradition, huh? <laughs> we hate eating know. wheat. You you don't eat turkey on Thanksgiving. You don't eat any poultry. Uh, we we don't like eating early on Thanksgiving. Holiday ham sucks. I mean, how many times do we have to talk about tradition? It's time to bring a new tradition. Hey, hey can we talk about salmon? No, I'm good. Uh, that'll. Okay. I'm sushi, please. That's it. Um, oh, you should have seen me at the bakery or not at the bakery. I was at a store today. This guy had no no food left, so I'm I'm by myself for the next five days. I have to figure out what I'm going to do, um, cooking wise. And all I know how to do is make tacos. And so I needed ground beef. And this guy, there's no ground beef left. And I said, Hey, you got any wagyu back there? He's like, Yeah, I got to shred it up though. So it took like 30 minutes. I was running behind. So I waited though in that store for 30 minutes. I actually I did some I did something that I wouldn't do usually, but I had a cold piece of food that I I had a vegetable, but I was worried that I had it in my cart so long, so I put it on a shelf and got a, the same vegetable from the produce section, and used that instead after I got my after I got my beef. So uh, something I usually wouldn't do is buy vegetables, but now that I'm buying vegetables, yeah. I'm going to commit the same the same act of of. Uh, terrorism that i have done in, in years past with other frozen dishes that i that i leave on shelves when i'm like mm, i don't really need that so. wow that's a fun story i admit my errors yeah can you tell it again not proud of it i mean we we, we, we let greg do like a five minute poem that made absolutely no sense hey i got another variation of that at the end of this pod want to throw want to do like hey. want to do another 10 minute one I'm ready to go. I did three variations of this for Hannah yesterday, so or on uh, Monday night. But I was in the hey, Hannah, which absolutely... one should I do on the pod? Which one's good? Hey babe, which oh, one should I show my boys? <laughs> the oh listeners. god. Uh yeah. Uh, 
Oh, hey, listen, fellas, this has been good. We'll be back next week. We might have to, we will talk about this off pod, but I'm going to be gone out of the country, out of the state on the 22nd to the 30th. So you might have to do two episodes where we don't know the lines, so we just have to guess it. So we'll see. Well, we might have to bank an episode, but okay. Anyways, without without any more nonsense, we'll figure this all out. Uh, the good podcast, boys. I'm tired. I am going to drink some beer, play some video games, listen to podcasts, and upload this one. So have a good one, you guys. See you.